Hello, lovers. I wanted to wish you all a happy Valentine's Day here on Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I'm your delicious host, Justin Martindale. And okay, I couldn't do it anymore. I wanted to, but I'm not Austin Butler. What's going on, everyone? Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, we have a sweet and rich, sensual, sexy, sex episode for you guys today. First of all, John, how are you? Now a little bit nauseous. What? Yeah, that was not a great opening, but I thought it was a good opening. I wanted to like create a mood, you know, the for all the lovers and the couples and the thruples and the pollies out there to get them really going. It's Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, <laughs> you did that. You did that. Was it weird? It was it was weird. Well, okay, fine. I tried I tried to be a, a good, loving Valentine, and I even gave chocolate out. And here's what I love about Valentine's Day. I love that everyone gets... Siri was not having it. I was like, here's what I love. I'm sorry. Hold on, let me turn this bitch off. Okay. <laughs> Too many sounds. Uh, what I love about Valentine's Day is the day before Valentine's Day, because I went to a CVS um, and there was about five or six guys panicking at the card section, just looking and scoping. And I was looking for a card as well, but I saw everyone there and I was like, no, I'll wait. I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be that guy. I was like, like either. Two or three guys have to go, or I'll just get it today. And I went to Target, and I got uh, a nice card for Evan. But like, I was like, I'm not waiting around for this. And it got to the point where they were vocalizing, and they knew it was weird because they started talking to each other. They were like, wow, it's really slim, slim pickings. <laughs> I was like, what do you do? What are you going to end up with? Like, go to another store. But it was so funny because a guy kept coming in, Another guy kept coming in, and it was just, I had to take a picture, and I put it up on my Instagram. But anyways, um, I do love Valentine's Day um, because of the little messages and candies. You know, they're always like, be mine, and I love you, and what else? I don't know <laughs> what else they say. Um, remember the ones in like the, in like the late 90s who was like, email me. Fax me. They tried to be hip and it just wasn't yeah. your candy. I haven't seen Valentine's Day candies recently. I feel like I've grown up. You know the little like the little chalky, shitty Valentine's Day candies? Um, those are the ones I'm talking about. I'm wondering if they've changed, if there's like new ones that are like um ghost me or like Eat my ass. I don't know. Like, I don't know what people are up to these days. Are there new ones? Let's see. Yes. What are 2023 conversation hearts? That's what they're called. The candy prints. Oh, there's X-rated ones. Of course there are. Um, Doesn't look like it's changed much. What do they say? Bitcoin? No. Anyways, whatever. 
I just like I've grown up from the adults uh, to the adult version of candies where I get the Dove dark chocolates, which are my favorites because they always leave a nice little message in the wrapper for you. And this one says every moment matters, including this one. I know it's so sweet. But see, I want ones that are funny. I want ones that say, like, don't leave the house. Or I'm behind you. Those are always good ones. Or you're my favorite sociopath. Where it matters, you know? All right. Well, over the weekend, we had a game. Uh, there was the Super Bowl, and I had some people reach out to me, and they're like, oh, my God, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? And I had a very bougie, over-the-top, eleganza Super Bowl, which I did not know. It was in the beautiful town of Santa Clarita, which is over by Six Flags. And it was over at our friend's house. And she's like, yeah, come over. We're going to have some, you know, have a small Super Bowl gathering. So I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this party out because I'm going to make everybody my famous queso dip from San Antonio. I'm not going to give out the ingredients. It's very detailed. It's a uh, stick of Velveeta and a can of Rotel. I, I, I'm bougie. What can I say? I'm bougie. So I had my chips. I had the dip ready to go. We get in the car. We drive out to Santa Clarita. And we get to this house. And it is a spread. Our friend, like, decked out. I mean, there were balloons. There was multiple charcuterie boards. There were four types of queso already made in small crock pots. So I hid mine <laughs> and took it back to the car. And I was like, we won't, we won't do this here. I was like, oh, I can make this queso for another day. There was um, meatballs. There was chicken wings. There was like, um, what else? There was like so much food, chips, dip, spinach, artichoke dip. Weird shit, because you always know there's like those people who make weird shit during the Super Bowl, like things you never eat for the rest of the year. And then they're like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. It's blue cheese and chili. And I don't know. Just eat it. It'll give you diarrhea. You'll thank me later. Um, so it was like some of that stuff. But then I was like, wait, what is that over there? They had a full on caviar bar. Caviar. I had caviar at the Super Bowl in Santa Clarita. How was your weekend? Mine was delicious. Um, they also had an open bar outside by the pool. Um, and they had... Uh, uh, wait, what else? There was, oh, then they had like like a taco truck show up. And I was like, God, I'm doing something right. Downside, children. Too many kids. Too many kids. And by children, I mean like... There was probably about like 10 or 15 of them. And they had like heat lamps outside. And at one point I went outside to get some air and I looked over and this woman like whipped out her boob and I was like, eh, nope, done. Put it, put the kid up to it. And I was like, oh, <sighs> this is my end zone. Um, but it was good. I thought the game was great. It was actually a really exciting game between the Eagles and the Chiefs, which I looked at 
as a uh, Pocahontas uh, moment where I was like, ah, oh, an eagle and a chief. So I started getting reminiscent of Pocahontas. I don't know. I I don't know what goes on in my head half the time, but um, game itself was great. Let's get into Rihanna because everybody was like, what you either liked it or you apparently loathed it more than, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Like some people, it's not like people didn't like it. They either really liked it or they just hated it. And I want to kind of talk about this on Valentine's Day because I thought it was okay. What did you think, John? It was okay. I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was very, a lot of people like Sam and Katie were by me. It was a lot of looking around like, is she pregnant or is she just not done with the baby fat from the last one? That's what everyone that thought. That was the entire 13-minute thing. Everybody was trying to figure out if she was pregnant Yes. Or not. Like, she showed up. She, like, gave that weird, like, stare into the camera. And then she, like, rubbed her stomach. And that's one of the guys next to me was like, is she pregnant? And I was like, no, she just had the baby. Which, by the way, did Adam Ray and I not call it? Did you see the clip that I posted? How we were like, do you think she's going to be pregnant performing? And I was like, no, she just had the baby. He was like, that'd be awesome if she was pregnant again. We are prophets. <laughs> um, I thought it was okay. However, no matter who performs at the Super Bowl, they're going to get hate. Now, I thought the performance was okay. There was some rumors that she was going to bring people to the Super Bowl, you know, because usually there's like pop-ins and like guest spots and stuff. Um, I had heard that she was probably going to bring like Christina Aguilera was going to pop in or like ASAP Rocky, her husband or something. But like, no, she was just by herself and did the damn thing. And... um People were outraged. They were not satisfied enough. Howard Stern, uh, multiple uh, people have said that she's li she was lip syncing and how dare she. Um, there wasn't enough dancing. Um, and it turns out she did confirm later that night during the game that she was pregnant because everyone was losing their minds. So like, is she pregnant again? Yes, she's pregnant. Does again. everyone realize that every Super Bowl ever is lip syncing? Like I... You know what? I don't think people realize that very, very rarely is there a mic on. O occasionally, they'll leave a mic on to do like a, for a Christina to do her runs or whatever. But everything is always lips. It's always lip syncing at the Super Bowl. They're not going to fuck around with that. Yeah. Th yes, exactly. I think I think that's the thing, too. They want it to sound good. They want it to like be top notch. And also she's pregnant. She, her diaphragm's like squished like a sandwich like in between a seat on a bus, like she can't breathe. <laughs> She's up there levitating like, like Senator Palpatine, like just leave, leave her alone. She did her thing. She was like, here's what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing it. You're welcome. Um, I saw the satanic posts. What's the, the satanic the post same thing about Sam Smith? It was a, it was a, Oh, how everyone's wearing devil. red, so they're all like devil worshippers now? And then also... If the, you're wearing red right now, you probably worship the devil. Also, the stage was pink and the marshmallow men were white, so they were saying it, it was meant to look like a vagina and sperm going into it. Sure. I, Twitter was all over the place. Brutal. 
so brutal. Did not even like let her like enjoy her moment. And I was like, this is why she's never going to perform ever again. And people are like, great, she's pregnant. Now we're never going to get another album. She doesn't owe you shit. She's Rihanna. She's a billionaire. She showed up. I wanted, here's my only complaint. I wanted a little more songs, but I get it. There was only 13 minutes to do them. She did do a Kanye song, which I was like, oh shit, here comes Kanye. And he was like, no, thank God. And then um, she rubbed her vagina and smelled her fingers. He did do that. That is pretty, pretty satanic. <laughs> However, I did see on TikTok that she did do like the Illuminati sign or whatever. I guess I just did it now. Oh boy. And um, everyone was like, look, she's in the Illuminati. Who cares? I mean, we don't we know? Aren't we like, what are they doing to you? How do you think she got the Super Bowl? I saw her floating. <laughs> it was definitely Illuminati. I mean, here's the thing. If she, she was dancing as much as she could, she was also levitating up in the sky. I'm sorry. What did your mom do when she was pregnant? With fireworks around her? Yeah, fireworks and like backup tits. My mom ate like beef jerky and mustard. Like no one, I don't know. Like my, I, I'm trying to picture my mom pregnant at the Super Bowl performing. And that wouldn't be a thing. And I love that she was like, yeah, I'm bringing someone to the Super Bowl. And it's like her baby. So at the end of the day, I think everyone needs to relax or we're going to get like, it's just going to get worse and worse. Nobody wants to, every time there's a Super Bowl halftime show, it's not good enough. Unless it was like, I think the last one that was good was Beyonce. Lady Gaga was good. But last year was the best I've ever seen. With the Eminem and 50 Cent. Eminem, Dre, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg. 50 Cent upside down. He was upside down, and we were just wondering if it was going to hold him the entire time. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah, I mean, that one was good. They're all, they all have been good. I honestly thought artistically this was, like, fun. The Shakira one was pretty bad. That's And I think that's what people were comparing it to. They were just like, oh, my God, well, Jennifer Lopez had a poll. Shocker. You know, it's like, we wanted more. And I'm like, she did her hits. Um, I did have notes that she could have used, but she chose not to. But uh, at the end of the day, I thought it was I thought it was a good show and like cut it out. It's artistic expression. It's the same thing with this whole Sam Smith thing. It's annoying. You know, he dressed up or they dressed up like the devil at the Grammys and everyone was like, oh, my God, satanic. Then turn it off. Turn it off. It's not for you. You're old. Turn it off. Um, and then at the Brit Awards, I think it was the Brit Awards where Sam was wearing like this, like inflatable balloon. Did you see that? No. Did we shoot it down? Did a what? Did we end up shooting it down? It was not the Chinese, uh, surveillance balloon, but people lost their mind. They're just like, this is so stupid. Why are they doing this? Like, who is this for? And I'm like, you know what? It's a red carpet. And you know what? You're talking about it. So that's the whole point. And believe you me, I saw weirder stuff on that red carpet. And no one gave a damn about it. You know why? Because they were women. If Sam Smith... And you know what? I love Sam Smith's horny phase. I say go for it. Sam Smith's always been like a weird, like, you know, kind of like a Michael Buble and then came out as gay and then came out as, uh, uh, I don't know how Sam identifies, but I think it's, I mean, he's gay. They, 
it's gay, but I think Sam was like, my pronouns are they, them. And you know what? And now he's like put on a little COVID weight. He's horny. He's performing in like, you know, weird, crazy outfits. And you know what? Who cares? Because um, Lil Nas X is doing the same thing. And you know who did that before? Lady Gaga. And everyone's like, oh my God, Lady Gaga, what a weirdo. Hey, if you're a rock star, wear whatever the hell you want to wear. I don't think people realize like record labels, they try to scoop up all the talent. Streaming services try to scoop up all the shows. It's all about market share. Yeah. With individual actors, actresses, musicians, they try to scoop up as much of the media as they can. Right. That's what they're doing. They're dressing Lady Gaga when she wore her meat suit. I'm like, yeah. Oh, the outrage. Oh, it's like, sh shut up. Yeah, that's the goal. You're all talking about it. Yeah, that's exact. But people get angry. And I'm like, well, if you if you're not going to if you're not going to it's one thing to be a critic and like critique something. And it's another thing to just like bash it and like not let it go for days. And that's what I think I try to do on this podcast is kind of critique and then sometimes a week or two later, like my mind will change. I'll be like, you know what? I had to simmer on that for a bit and now we're good. Or I had to simmer on that and I still hate it. Um, but uh, I thought Rihanna's performance was great. I did see some funny, funny ass commercials. The commercials I was a little let down by. Did you did you watch any of them? Yeah, the, there were some good ones and some bad ones. I, I think what were the, your favorites? Um, Do you remember them? I remember some of them, but... I, I thought I the roast of Mr. Peanut was cute. I was really I, happy for Frank and Sarah and I, Natasha and Jeff. I was happy for them. I, we know a lot of people who wrote on it. I, uh -huh. I hated it. You hated it? It was the... the because of the people who wrote on it? No. That's, okay. No, I, I just hated the concept. And, and I would never attack those people for taking that Super Bowl money. But the, uh -huh. the concept, roasting Mr. Peanut, oh. Well, you know, I know, but you know what? People think of these things. There was a lot of those commercials that I was like, what? What is this? I thought the um, the Clueless one was great with Elisa Donovan and Alicia Silverstone. I thought that one was so fun. I don't even remember what they were selling. I think it was like, I don't even remember. It's like some cash app or something. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, there was one with Ozzy. I think that was the workday one that I. That one was bad. Oh, I liked it. Wait, the Ozzy one? Yeah. Oof. I thought that was funny just because I know what workday is. I was like, that's funny. I thought the Doritos one was kind of lame too with Post Malone. That wasn't yeah, Post that Malone. Was bad. That was what's his name? Um, what's his name? Not Post Malone. The other guy. Jack, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yeah. <laughs> Children, who was it? Yes, Jack Harlow. The M&M's one was terrible. The M&M one, yeah, and they're like, M&M's showed them. And I'm like, I don't understand what happened. Um, I thought the, I really loved the Bush beer one. Yeah. That one was my yeah, favorite. Katie brought up the Tubi one that was good, where everyone uh, thought their, their TV shut off. Oh, the Tubi prank? That was pretty good. And then I loved, like, the, the Bush beer one with Sarah McLaughlin was, I think, that my was, favorite. That was probably my favorite. It's like, that's a wolf. I thought that was great. The trailers what? were okay, the movie trailers. The mo I don't even remember the movie trailers. What was it, Transformers? Transformers, Fast 8, The Flash. No, Fast 10. Fast 10, whatever. Fast X. Yeah, with Jason Momoa, Aquaman is in there now. What else was there? 
There was The Flash with Batman, 1989 Batman. Why is 1989 Batman in it? Because now we're in the world of time travel. That's Marvel. No, now DC's doing it now too. The the Flash goes. Well, can we go back in time and make 1984 Wonder Woman never happen (laughs) while we're at it? So, yeah, so that one, Indiana Jones, Scream 6. Yeah. Did they do a Scream 6 commercial? Uh, Yeah. You know what they didn't do? What? Little Mermaid. Uh, I don't know how how people are going to feel about that. Oh, I'll tell you how they feel. It's going to be pretty funny. I was really upset. There, I'm upset. I'm ready for this live action. And I swear, like I was saying, I told everybody. I told everybody at the party. I was like, get ready. Put down your caviar because the Little Mermaid trailer is about to drop. We are going to get an Ursula reveal because no one has seen Melissa McCarthy as Ursula yet. And everyone was waiting. And I was like, here we go, guys. Every time it was like touchdown or whatever the fuck they do. I was like, here we go. We're getting a Little Mermaid trailer. Nothing. And everyone's like, wow. How do you feel, Justin? I was like, I, I feel like I feel like the Eagles right now. I just my feathers have all been plucked. I've been lied to. And yeah, not not a not a little mermaid trailer. And I, I was saying this, I was like, man, movie trailers are not as good as they used to be. During the Super Bowl, like, man, you'd get like summer blockbuster movies. But I think this is why, and maybe I'm wrong. Here's my prediction on why the movie trailers weren't as good this year. It's because those time slots are $20 million. Yeah, that's exactly. So basically- <laughs> and the movies are like, we're wanting people to get back in the theater so we can make our money back. Yeah. So basically what happened was like, if you look at 2001 Spider-Man, they used to, they played the full trailer, which was between 60 and 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that, and that was before the internet became what it is. So now they could say, oh, well now we'll just buy a 30 second or a 15 second yeah. and send everyone to the website. Yes. That's what they were doing. They did that with Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yep. They're like, watch the full trailer over here. That's all the time we have. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was an okay Super Bowl. Um, but we have a blast from the past who is back in the news. Um, and this kid went kind of viral. Like he was a sensation when Justin Timberlake hosted the halftime show, which, by the way, I thought was so lame. Justin Timberlake's Super Bowl performance. Oh, I, I don't. I don't remember it well. But exactly. I don't, I don't remember hating it. I remember hating it. I remember just being like, ugh, because I was waiting for that Janet Jackson redemption. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to bring Janet Jackson out. All the gays were like, we'll give him another chance. And he never did it. And we were like, and then like he closed it out with, are you guys ready for my big closer? Got that sunshine in my pocket. Got dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'd rather slam my fingers in a door than hear that song. It just, it's, it's, ugh. it's something, it's, I don't even know what is it, got the feeling or whatever. It's like, it's like that song you put on like outside of a tire dealership and those balloon things just kind of go. It's just so, it sounds like a, it just sounds like a clown is like filling up a, like a, a moonwalk air floaty thing at a kid's party. Justin hasn't slept in five years over this. 
What? <laughs> you have Is this five years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I've been venting, <laughs> stewing. I just thought it was lame. And and then so here's what he did. If you guys remember, he had this kid who became like internet famous and they called him Selfie Kid. Do you remember who that guy is? Well, he's back in the news because he got busted for an alleged drunken rampage at a wait for it, a CPK. And this tracks. If you would have told me five years ago that selfie kid in five years is going to be arrested for getting into a drunken fight at CPK. I'd say you're bringing selfie back. (laughs) So this kid, Ryan McKenna, uh, that was his name. His mother tells TMZ that her son was not drunk and he was just horsing around with his friends at a CPK. It's what white boys do. She says one of Ryan's friends pulled a chair out from under him and that's when he pushed the table trying to be funny. Ryan is learning life comes at you fast. Five years ago, he was che- he was cheesing it up with Timberlake in a viral Super Bowl moment at age 13. And on the eve of this year's big game, cops say he was drunk and fighting with friends in a California pizza kitchen. <laughs> God, how the mighty fall. Ryan was famous for snapping a selfie on live television in front of 113.7 million viewers. Um... Only this time we've learned he ended up in jail on a felony charge. According to the arrest report obtained by TMZ, cops were called to a shopping center in Naples, Florida. Well, I mean. Where did you think it could have happened? Where did you think it was going to (laughs) happen? A CPK in Florida. Done. I mean, if that was a game show, that would be amazing. Like, you have to guess what happened. It's like, okay, give me a town. Naples, Florida. Uh, drunken fight at a CPK. Correct. Um, so here it is. So when the police, let's see, when the, when the police arrived, officers say a 15 year old boy told them he was friends with Ryan, but they had gotten into an argument that escalated to the point where 18 year old Ryan stood up and aggressively pushed their table and started yelling obscenities at the boy's girlfriend. So this, so he's 18 and he got into a fight with a 15-year-old. God. Cops say they were uh, talking to the 15-year-old when Ryan interrupted and started arguing with the boy. Police say Ryan was asked to step away, but he kept arguing with the boy until cops got Ryan to calm down, step away, and wait. Police say shopping security asked to have Ryan escorted off the property. And while explaining the process to Ryan, cops say his behavior turned aggressive, waving his arms, yelling, and trying to approach the 15-year-old boy. Cops say they put their hands on Ryan's chest to stop him from confronting the kid. But Ryan continued yelling and grabbed the officer's hands uh uh-uh, and removed them from his chest. Police say that's when they tried to place Ryan in handcuffs and detain him. They claim he resisted, so they took him to the ground. Oh, say they tased him, where they say he continued resisting until finally putting his hands behind his back and getting cuffed. Oh. Did you see this picture? Yeah, he's with Sean Mendes and JoJo Siwa. <laughs> yeah, he has other selfies with some celebrities. One of them is Sean Mendes, and one of them is JoJo Siwa. So, yeah, this was coming. Could you imagine he's maybe he's just going through like that, that teenage crisis. He sees a 15 year old boy and he's like, or maybe the 15 year old boy like gave him some shit about it, you know? And he's like, what was that? It's like, come on, man. You've never been at the Super Bowl. He's like, I've been to the Super Bowl. 
You don't even know who I am? I'm Selfie Kid. Oh, God. You're a grown man now. No, I'm Selfie Kid. Put some respect on my selfie. And then they start fighting. I don't know. I mean, we'll forget about this in like a couple days, but... I've forgotten about it. But you know what? I feel like this is this is the curse of Justin Timberlake. So what have we learned? Do not collaborate with Justin Timberlake because you know what? It it just leads to a life of violence and crime. Uh, he ruined Janet Jackson uh, when she performed at the Super Bowl, and now he's ruined um, Selfie Kid. And he's also ruined Jessica Biel's career. Um she wasn't a Hulu show, but like, was she? But I don't know. And I don't think, I, I think he just needs to kind of walk into the woods, like his album, and disappear. And he's pissing off, he's pissing off everybody because he's the only one holding out on an NSYNC re, uh, revival. Everybody's like game for an NSYNC revival except for him. Selfish. This would never happen with the Backstreet Boys. They were just in a commercial together. Did you see that? Did you see that Super Bowl commercial? Who? The Backstreet Boys. Were they? Yeah, it's for, uh, I think, for Clorox detergent. Oh. And she's singing, uh, I want it that way, but using back, like using laundry lyrics. And then when she gets rid of the stains, she goes, I guess those stains went bye-bye and they cut her off. And it's like, that's not us. It was, it was very, very genius. And that was this Super Bowl? Yeah. I probably took a bathroom break. <laughs> I was probably like holding myself together in the bathroom, looking into the mirror, splashing my face going, Justin, I swear to God, the Little Mermaid trailer is going to drop. You're not insane. And it never did. And I missed that one. All right. Well, let's get back into Valentine's Day, shall we? I have been thinking a lot about my favorite love songs. Past, present, and future. And I was debating whether or not I want to make a playlist for Valentine's Day, because I do like to make a good Spotify playlist. But uh, Billboard magazine came out with their top 50 love songs of all time. Now, here's the thing that I hate. Um, lists. Because they always piss people off. So I remember we had the, um, what was it? Rolling Stone was like, oh, the best singers of all time and they left out Celine Dion. So I'm sure there's going to be like some, I'm not going to list all 50 of them, but you can go to billboard.com and look at them up yourself. And let's just do the top 10 because I just feel like, and I feel like these are probably like all kind of like dated love songs. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see like The who's who's of love songs. Okay, so we have number 10, Best of My Love, The Emotions. Uh, is that the, you've got the best of my That's what I think, and that, that. I is that know. a love song? That feels like. That song reminds song me of Cocaine me. and Boogie Nights. Okay, now look at number nine. I think these are just wor songs with the word love in them. I think you're right, but this is what Billboard does. They're just like, I just feed it to them. They won't know. Number nine, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I don't think that's accurate. Number eight, because I love you, the postman song. The postman song. You don't know that. What is that one? I don't know much. I can't play it, or else we're gonna wait with Linda Ronstadt. Let me be. No. No, I can't sing, or else I'd sing it for you. 
Oh, because I love you. No, I think no matter play. where you are. Yeah, that's no, that one. No, it's not. That yes, it oh, is. is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm because of a I. Yeah. So number seven, "Let Me Love You" by Mario. Ugh. What? Ugh. Would you let me love you? Yeah. Okay. Six. We've got I Will Always Love You by Whitney yes, Houston. This goes on there. This goes on there. That should have been top five. For sure. Six, that's a little rude. Five, Silly Love Songs by Wings. Ugh. Somebody is just a McCartney fan. Wait, what's Silly Love Songs? Uh, uh, I guess I'm not enough with Silly Love Songs. From Moulin Rouge. That's the only way I know it. Moulin Rouge. Uh, what's wrong with that? I'd like to know. Okay. Number four, We Found Love by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. We found love in a hopeless place. No, I don't think that's a love song either. Billboard is is trolling everybody. Trash? Yeah. Number three, How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees? No. No. No, 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 no. Number two, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Yes. Top 10, not number two. Top 10, not number two. Agreed. Number one. Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Top 10, no chance in hell it's number one. No, this is all a mess. I mean, look, okay, Can't Stop Loving You at 11. You know what's not on here? I'm going to fix this right now. Off, off, off the cuff. I'm going to add the, uh, what's that song? Um... Oh, my God. Hold on. Because You Love Me, Celine Dion should be number one. Let's oh, get there. Wow, John. Let's get. Let's start over there. Wow. Because You because you Love Me should be on there. Celine Dion. Uh, they hate her. Why do they, they keep do doing hate this her. to her? I don't know, because she's a talented, strong woman. Bleeding Love at number 12, Leona Lewis. Get Bleeding Love. That I mean, that's a no. good one. I mean, not number 12. Um, I would definitely add... Oh, here, it's 14. Because Oh, it's it. 14. See, I would move it up. But what's the one that's like, Oh, my love, my darling. Elvis. Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. I would add the the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice if... Or no, no, no. God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. I would add Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. I would add... Love Yourself, Justin Bieber is number 12. Get, Get the fuck out of here. here. You know what another good song is? Oh, this should have been top 10. Uh, it must have been Love. Uh, yeah, 22? Uh, I mean, there's so many love songs, but like, still, it's like... Love the Way You Lie by Eminem? No. Doesn't he doesn't he burn down the house with her chained to the bed? Probably. Isn't like Devin Sawa driving off a cliff with bleached hair? No, that's Stan. Oh. Mm. This is just making me mad. Yeah. So those are those are um the top fifty. But it made me start thinking about what are the best breakup songs. Ugh, there's so many. And what comes to mind for me is Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Uh, if you want to just cry. Um, um, uh, Tony Braxton just has that voice of like a mating call, like a like a sexy moose out in the woods. 
That's pretty fair. <laughs> it's like a sexy Wookiee. You know what I'm talking about? That's pretty accurate. Oh, Tony Braxton. Okay, that one. I'm going to go with, um, oh, what's another good breakup song? I, 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 okay, so I will recommend this one. Probably a lot of people haven't heard of it, but uh, the one that got away, The Civil Wars, a music video has never made me so uncomfortable where you could tell the two people hate each other. What's that mean? It's it's the, the, the song is called The One That Got Away. The, okay. The, the duo is The Civil Wars. They broke up like right after this album came out. Mm-hmm. And it is the most uncomfortable video to watch because you know it's like, let's just get this video done and then you'll never have to see each other again. And it, it highly recommended for anyone listening right now. Oh. Uh. See, I'm like a moody romantic, so I have to get I have to get some like "Never Is a Promise" by Fiona Apple. I need like Mazzy Star. I want something that's like, is he gonna throw the toaster in the bathtub today? We don't know. You ought to know. You ought to know is a good angry song for sure. But oh, uh, ah, uh, did we talk about? Yes, we talked about this with Adam Ray, the hidden song on Alanis's "Jagged Little Pill." Yeah, that one. Oh, that's a heart wrencher i'm trying to think of like another one that's like um all of me by evanescence like i like like a little gothy romance um what else is a good breakup song like well right now the number one song is flowers by miley cyrus so that's a good i don't need no man kind of song i don't need no person song I can buy myself flowers. That one. You know. You know what I like. You know a, a song that I like. They like rooting for my friends. Uh, more than words from Extreme, but people don't know it's a handjob song. What? Oh, it's yeah. a handjob song. Oh yeah. Listen to. Listen don't to it. say. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't say it like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh yeah. it's a handjob song. Oh yeah. But why is it a handjob song? Listen to the lyrics. More than words. Like he more doesn't... than words to show you real. What do you think is more than words? Like, listen. What would you say if I took those words away? How are you going to show you love me? Yeah. Just by saying that's your your that's listen like your New York like mind. Just reach out. That's always weird though when a song is like coded with like a different meaning. You're like, wait a minute, it's about what? And they're I like, mean, oh. that. They came out and said that. Wait, they did? Yeah. Oh, that's how I found out about it. Then you listen to it back and you're like, wait, what? Oh, oh. man, the whole time? Yeah, that's how I felt. See, one of my favorites is probably uh, Hungry Eyes. That's a good one. Hungry yeah. Eyes. One look at you and I feel. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, 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 In Your Eyes. Oh, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. So good. Like, that's not even on the list. So I think it's songs that have the word love in it. Yeah. And, of course, there's, like, a whole bunch of country songs, too, that are, you know, love. You know what? Do you remember that song? Do you remember that part in the 90s where the song was called Butterfly Kisses? Do you remember that song? No. I don't know if it was, like, a Texas thing or what, but, like, every dad would dance to his daughter 
would dance with his daughter at their wedding. And it was like, butterfly kisses with a mommy's hair. I don't even know. It would be like, it was like the progression of her growing up into this woman. And it was like, oh, I do remember that. Oh, song. and everyone's like, butterfly. It was like a number one song. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God. But like, no one's like, play butterfly kisses. No one remembers that song at all but it was like very weird and it was also like don't take the girl with tim mcgraw so johnny's daddy was taking a fishing and then like throughout the song like they date and then she gets mugged and then they get married and then she almost like dies in childbirth you know classic country just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. All right, keeping into the music theme. Oh, wait, hold on. I want to know what you guys' favorite love songs is, because if you guys respond to this, we'll create a Just Sayin' Valentine's Day playlist. How about that? Doesn't that sound fun? No? Okay. <laughs> but let's keep it going with Machine Gun Kelly. Now, Machine Gun Kelly is back in the news because it's Tuesday. Um, over the weekend, he had a very big uh, update. He was performing and got electrocuted. And best headline of the week for me. Um, he also has a song called Bloody Valentine. He, uh, he revealed on his Instagram stories over the weekend that he was electrocuted uh, during a Waste Management Phoenix Open performance at Coors Light Bird's Nest in Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't know what that sentence was I just read. <laughs> Let me take it back. Waste Management Phoenix Open performance at Coors Light Bird's Nest in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah, what don't you get? Any, I mean, anything he's performing at, I consider waste management. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, waste. Uh, so he performed at a waste management center. Okay. <laughs> that pans out. Um, and he wrote on his Instagram, yo, I got electrocuted. Shit. And my hair stood up. A true poet for this generation. So he posted this picture, and I actually saw the video, and I thought it was kind of cool. But I don't think he got electrocuted. And if he did, it should have been more. Yeah, it wasn't enough. More watts. Yeah. More volts. Um, so he said in the video, you could see him singing, and then all of a sudden his hair stands straight up, and then he like drops his microphone, and he's like, "I'm back." So he says he got on Twitter, and then said. 
Getting electrocuted during a performance was a first for me. But the hair's cool. People like him? No. Apparently they do. No. Uh, Kelly did not share uh, more details on how exactly he was shocked. Uh, and no medical professionals were needed. Yeah, no shit. You're performing at a waste management center. Doctors don't really hang out there. The out, uh, the outlet was also reported that MGK's nearly two-hour show, he and his fiance Megan Fox, met up and attended Drake's Super Bowl party. Kelly set, set to perform at the Sports Illustrated Super Bowl party last Saturday night as well. Now, everything took a turn after this, however... Because the next little bit of advice or uh, intel that we got was that Megan Fox took off her engagement ring after a, quote, big fight with Machine Gun Kelly. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly got into a big fight over Super Bowl weekend that led to their social media drama and sparked breakup rumors. They haven't officially called off the engagement, but Megan took her ring off. They have had issues in the past, but things seem pretty serious this time. Uh, apparently, this is all coming under uh, allegations that Machine Gun Kelly cheated on Megan Fox with uh, his guitar player. And she also, I don't know, I think she deleted her Instagram account too, which is now the thing to do now if you really really need attention delete your instagram account so people start talking which is i think the thing like britney spears does it all the time i'm pretty sure the government takes her her, her account away right right um <laughs> <laughs> where was she during the super bowl i'll tell you strapped to a bed <laughs> Um, but yeah machine gun kelly and megan fox are allegedly broken up and you know what i don't care I mean, I, I'm only reading this story because, you know, it's like in the news or whatever. I would have rather read like Machine Gun Kelly was electrocuted. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then it was like, oh, here's the follow up. So Megan uh, Fox was supposed to go to the Rockers performance at said Sports Illustrated party last Saturday, but canceled her plans and flew out of Arizona in the wake of their squabble. A source told the magazine that no one could tell anything was wrong because why? No one cared. He put his all into the performance. He was climbing rafters and hyping up the crowd. A separate insider confirms to page six that Megan Fox was not on site when MGK took the stage. Stage, she also skipped the event's red carpet. I don't know. That's a big deal, I think. I think she's just mad that he went after Sam Tripoli. What? Oh, you didn't hear that? What? He was at the comedy store and he confronted Sam Tripoli. No, I remember you sending me a picture because he was here. What he happened? Here. Nothing. Uh, Sam Tripoli made a joke about him and he went backstage to fight him and they ended up like talking. And Are you kidding me? They ended up taking a picture together. Go away. Wait, the best part, the best part what, about How that, did he even know Machine Gun Kelly was in the audience? Someone must have told him. If but, somebody told me Machine Gun Kelly's in the audience, I'd be like, okay. Were you here that night, Sam? So, were you here when he got into the car at the end? Okay, so when he he, le he left after that, like, they had the confrontation, they made up, Sam took a picture with him. 
What do you mean they made up? What did he say about him? I think Sam was just like, listen, dude, I'm telling jokes. Calm the fuck down. And he was like, this is about me, but yeah, I don't yeah. want to make it about me. Yeah. So then they took a picture together, scrapped it, and then whatever. And then getting he, he comes back to go. They wait for his car to pull off. The car backs into the lot. He puts on his hood. Like, you would think the whole back is aligned with paparazzi. Nobody there. Just the, the regular fist bumpers. Hey, just fist bumping everybody. Bunch of... I guess if they're comics or just hanger-outers, nobody was even looking at him. He put his hood on like he was going to be about to be accosted and escorted into his car, except he looked like Kenny from South Park with the hood, so he couldn't really see out of it, walked right into the side of the car, like into the car. He didn't. He was trying to get into the door, missed the door. What? Yeah, he couldn't see where he was going, walked into the back side of the car, and then they push him in the right direction. I was like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And like, there were paparazzi out front, but you could have gotten into the car pretty okay. He put his hood on, tied it tight, so he only had a little window and walked right into a car. Let's go back to Machine Gun Kelly. What? How did he get backstage? I think he just walked with his legs. God, the security here is really something else, isn't it? I love that. I just walked back there and assaulted one of our comics. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Come to the comedy store if you want to hurt one of us, guys. Um, we'll talk shit about you, and you can come backstage, and we'll talk it out. God. I'm, su I'm sure somebody asked permission, but maybe he just walked So he there. just walked back there and was like, what the fuck did you say about me? And I'm like, you're a douche? Like, yeah, like not cool or something like that. Get out. What a rock star. Sam talks about it on his podcast. God. They, they end up like... It was the whole thing of like... Guy. So he put his hoodie on, he walked out to his car, nobody noticed him, and then Annie Letterman wanted a picture. Probably, yeah. Probably. Got it, got it, got it. I think she jumped in the car with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I hope they're okay. I don't care. All right, moving along. Slow news week because, you know, Super Bowl is what everyone's talking about. However, you know the most loved city in the uh, country, New York. I don't agree. Um, I know you're from New York. You moved away from New York. I follow a Instagram account. I'm trying to remember the name of it. And it's called like, it's like very New York or something like that. Creatures of New York. There are a bunch of them. Yeah. It's not creatures of New York. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like a New York themed Instagram account and there was a guy and he had trash bags there was like a whole bunch of trash bags out on the sidewalk because that's what they do there and he threw something like a brick or something in the trash cans and like 55 rats ran out from the trash can I was like no this is not for me and you know who's on my side I'm glad you asked Lady Gaga's dad I know I know uh Lady Gaga's dad has complained and says that it is filthy now because the whole city smells like weed. Uh, Joe Germanata, father to Stephanie Germanata, recently complained that the city seems filthy and often smells like weed. While appearing on Fox Business Network's Mornings with Maria, uh, oh yeah, that crazy check, Germanata, the owner of Joanne Trattoria in New York City, was asked about the current state of the city and how he feels crime and inflation have impacted the business. 
I think the city's a mess. It looks horrible. People are coming from Connecticut and Long Island, maybe going to Lincoln Center for a show, and then they're walking around. It smells like weed everywhere. The city looks terrible from just probably four years ago. It's dirtier. There's a lot more people out on the street. It seems filthy. All right. Um, first of all, why are we asking Lady Gaga's dad? Because <laughs> that's New York. <laughs> And also, this is Fox News. I'm like, is Lady Gaga's dad a conservative? I wouldn't be shocked. Well, it, is it Fox News or is it one of the Fox morning shows that's on? It like is. Fox it's one of the Fox Five. morning shows. Maria, what's her name? Maria Bart Bartiromo. Oh, she yeah. was like a big, like, she was like, Donald Trump is God. Like that woman. Well, if he thinks New York smells bad from weed, he is going to hate LA. That's what I'm saying because I feel like. The last time, okay, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna up the ante. You know what town smells like weed? Everywhere, Vegas. Really? Vegas is the worst. I've never been. You've never been to Las Vegas? I've not. Oh God. What do you do there if you don't drink or smoke? Kill yourself? Um. Okay. I well, don't know. Well, now I have a destination. Bury hookers? I don't know. I like. I. I'm. I'm usually there for like one or two days, and then I'm out of there. Like I'm done. But um. Because it's recent, it's it's legal there, so Nevada is legalized. But you can also gamble in Nevada, and so you get all these people who weed is not legal in their state, and you can go. They have MedMen there, which is a dispensary here in LA, um, which is pretty much like a weed store, kind of like an Apple store, but for weed. So they have those everywhere. They have dispensaries everywhere. So you get all these people from states that can't purchase it. They go out to Vegas. And, I mean, it's just everywhere. Just joints and just everywhere you go. I don't have a problem with weed. I have partaked in the cannabinoids and the cannabis. But I do. I'm the same way where I'm just like, come on, really? Get a vape. Just this very aggressive, blunt. I'm like, come on, why do we got it? I was, I went this week to go get some um, portraits framed. Wow, you live a wild life. <laughs> they've been sitting in, they've been sitting in my apartment for a while, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go get some frames. I'm gonna hang these pictures up. It was a project for me this week. Um, so I went to the the framer on Santa Monica Boulevard and his like doors open. He's like, ah, and while we're like doing business, this like cloud of smoke comes. He's like, I hate that smell. It makes my whole store smell. So I get it. I'm with, I'm with Lady Gaga's dad on this. Papa I, Gaga. I mean, it's not the worst complaint about New York city, but it's pretty close. Now here's another New York story. The subway uh, in New York, which did you take the subway all the time? I did. It was uh, my personal hell. I couldn't do it. People ask me, they're like, would you ever move to New York? And I'm like, I don't know if I could do it or not. Unless I had like a job, I could do it. Well, imagine all of the homelessness. No. That you see oh, on, on the streets in L.A. Uh-huh. Just it's too cold for that. So for six months out of the year, that is the subway. All of the homelessness you see under the overpasses here put into a subway car. I don't necessarily, it's not like just the homeless problem. I think it's it's just people because it gets really hot there. It smells like trash. And I just have a problem like 
like holding on to a bar. That's your that's your biggest flaw with the subway system. The bar has to be held on. No, it's like, but like during a hot summer, and I have to stand because I'm a gentleman, and I'm going to give my subway seat to a pregnant lady or an old woman or an old man. No, an old lady. Old man can hold the bar, but like, just like a like a like a like someone without deodorant on, just like holding the bar, and my face is just right under them. That I'm like. Ugh. Unless they're like hot, I could do that. But like, no. <laughs> or like, um, or when people get on the subway, and they're like, "Hey, how y'all doing? I'm just trying to sell some CDs." Or what? I'm like, oh god. Uh, yeah, we had when, when the train is crowded, and then you get the break dancers coming, and it's like, there's, there's no room. Mm-mm. You know what? On a midday train, go for it. Or yeah. a fight. Yeah. Or like someone like snapping on the subway and you're like, oh my God, I'm just trying to get, I couldn't do it. I'm honestly impressed that more people don't snap on the subway. It was a terrible daily experience. Ugh, no, thank you. But here's something that's kind of fun. It's weird, but fun. The subway system in New York has banned dogs on the subway unless they fit in a bag. So residents got creative. So I guess this is a new law. Uh, there's new rules in New York that the you have to abide by. Keep an eye out for pickpocketers. Don't stare too long at a stranger. No animals on the train unless enclosed in a container. Which is, <laughs> but make sure there's holes in the top. <laughs> um, Can we wait? You know what? That just reminded me of another good Super Bowl ad. The one where we thought that they were buying a cage for their dog. Do you remember the Amazon commercial oh, yeah. where the dog was chewing through everything and you're like, oh, they're giving this dog away. They're putting him in a cage and then they open it up. They and- brought the little friend. Yeah. God. And then the other dog commercial, I was losing it. <laughs> I was crying like a baby. Oh, the one with the girl and like the dog's getting older. I was like, I even said, I was like, if this dog dies in this commercial, I'm done. I don't even have a dog yet. Katie's roommate had to leave the room. So Katie's our other producer down here. She came as well, and she had to leave the room because we kept just joking that the dog's about to die. Oh, I it was so sad because he's like, I'm just watching you guys leave and like looking at this girl grow up. And I'm like, and it's like, <laughs> it was getting older. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay, so. Dogs are banned on the subway in New York. What do we do? We gonna, we're going to put him in bags. Um, and people are getting creative. We have tote bags. We have Ikea bags. People are cutting holes out for their dogs. People are like putting them in jackets. Um, a lot of Ikea bags. Lot. Well, I mean, yeah. Ikea bags were like made for to cut holes in. This is a camping bag. A camping bag, backpacks. I mean, this is just, it's cute. Look, I mean, get out of here. Look at this little guy with his little tote. <gasps> oh, oh, look at that. I mean, it's very creative. And like putting him around, and I'm like, yeah, I mean that's great. However, conductors are turning them away. They're just like, no, you can't do that. And they're like, why not? You said it has to be in a bag, and they're putting them in bags. A lot of IKEA bags. That's so funny. So I just actually thought that was kind of adorable. Um, but as long, but yet, is a service peacock okay? How about a like a like a, an emotional support goat? Have you seen those people on the planes that they're allowed to like bring? Oh, this is my service alligator. Oh, okay. Sure. Right this way. 
Um, speaking of animals, my hometown is in the news this Valentine's Day. And it's not because of their delicious foods or the beautiful downtown San Antonio Riverwalk, which I love. No, it's the, uh, the San Antonio Zoo, which is a great zoo. But this Valentine's Day, they are pulling a stunt. Now, I love a good stunt, but they are raising money to uh, for wildlife. And they're doing this thing where you can um, buy a cockroach. Here, let me just read the story to you guys. So the San Antonio Zoo is going viral for the return of its annual Crimea Cockroach Fundraiser. <gasps> it all goes back to Justin Timberlake. Crimea Cockroach. Crimea Cockroach. Yep. Crimea River, Crimea Cockroach, which allows donors to name a cockroach, a rodent, or a vegetable to be fed to one of the zoo's animals. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like a vegetable. Like, Nope, this doesn't have a happy ending. I was thinking of like, Someone in a coma. Oh, no. <laughs> Cockroach, a rodent, or a vegetable. Well, Uncle Harry's not waking up. Open your mouth, Mr. Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the alligator cage. <laughs> yeah, well, I also recently saw um, Pearl, finally. So I was just thinking about the, <laughs> the dad in the river. Okay. <laughs> a recent... <laughs> God, I'm terrible... <laughs> A recent video of an employee in a full-body cockroach costume captioned, When you find out you can name a roach after your ex and get a video of it being fed to one of the animals at the San Antonio Zoo, gained more than 2 million views and generated a flurry of viewer questions. Like, why is this guy in a cockroach suit? Um, so some of the questions were, are we limited to the number we can name? Says one whore. <laughs> How many cockroaches can I buy? Um, I have a laundry list, she said. This makes me so happy. The event runs from Valentine's Day. Oh, it runs through today. Has been a big hit around the world every year since its launch in 2020. Well, I'm sure it was a hit in 2020 when everyone could go to the zoo. Well, I guess you could back in February. But yeah, maybe that maybe that's what caused this whole damn thing. Um with donations rolling in from the U.S. and dozens of countries. This year's fundraiser is on track to be the most popular one yet. Um, each donation includes a digital Valentine's Day card to send to the targeted individual. God, what? I wouldn't want that, which doesn't have to be an ex, but can be anyone from a difficult boss. Yeah, send that to your difficult boss. See if you have a job tomorrow, Billy. Um, to a pesky neighbor. Let's God, a limited number of people who upgrade to a $150 donation can also send personalized video messages to their not so special someone as the roach, rat, or veggie meets its demise. Some of these videos have included sweet and encouraging messages meant to make the recipient smile while others seemed more like an avenue for a heartbroken donor to release their frustration. What would you do, John? Would you go the high, the high road or the low road? Would you be like, fuck you and throw a rat in <laughs> like an alligator pond or something? Uh, I'm probably going the low road. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I wouldn't leave a message being like, first of all, you spent $150 to buy a roach. This is why they broke up with you. I could get them in the restaurants for free. I've been to some really sketchy places out here. Not in San Antonio. Oh, I forgot the San Antonio. It's in San Antonio, yeah. Uh, There's wonderful restaurants in San Antonio, all of which I will tell you about right now. <laughs> There's, um, I mean, hold on. La Margarita. There is um, Alamo Cafe. There is Papacitos. There's tons of them. I just can't think of them because San Antonio loves to eat. Um, I wouldn't do this, but I do think it's kind of cute. I think it's fun. If I was like a if I was like a parent or something, I'd be like, you know, who's that? You know, who's that teacher you don't like or whatever, and we'll go buy him a roach or go to New York and smoke a roach and piss off Lady Gaga's dad. Easy. Simple enough. Simple enough. All right. couple more stories for you this week. This one. You know what? The world is changing and we need to evolve with it. Um, this was sent to me. I got this one a lot over the weekend. And it just it just makes me laugh because Mattel reveals that Barney, the lovable 90s dinosaur who taught your kids how to. What did Barney teach us? Did he? Was it like everything? Well, he taught us to clean up everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up. Everybody do your share. I love you. You love me. I remember that. But it was like... Yeah. Remember it was like an after school show and we all kind of watched it. Huge 90s. uh, How to say apples and bananas. He did not say that. Oh, yeah. Barney? Apples and bananas? Didn't he have that weird sister? Yeah. Yeah, B- Bebop? Bebop and BJ. He had another brother the whole time. It was Who a triceratops. I'm thinking of like Bebop and Rocksteady from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, Baby Bop. It's not Baby Bebop. Bop. Yeah, Baby Bop. Bop was like, the Baby Bop was the annoying one. Because when he said Ninja Turtles, I was like, wait, was Bebop, like, Bebop is, Ninja is Turtles. like yeah. the rhino from Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so. Mattel's revealed that Barney has a upcoming makeover for a reboot. And of course, guess what? Fans are divided. We cannot see evenly between Rihanna's Super Bowl special to Barney. No one is happy. Um, Mattel announced uh, February 13th that everyone's favorite purple dinosaur will return as part of an all-out media blitz. Mattel's comprehensive revitalization of the Barney brand will span television, film, and YouTube content, as well as music and a full range of kids' products, including toys, books, clothing, and more. Barney will also relaunch to a new generation with a brand new animated series set to debut globally in 2024. As part of the relaunch, Mattel shared a glimpse of the new look, who appears somewhat more compact, uh, rude, and svelte while generating crisp, clear colors. I think this is a great look for Barney. And you know who Barney has to thank? Ozempic. He got buckle fat removed. 
He has lost a lot of weight. Um, he might already be diabetic. I don't know. Maybe he needed it. Maybe he doesn't. But he looks good. He has thigh gap now. He has, yeah. He has thigh gap. He he looks like, I mean, look at him. But look at him before then. He looked like Kylie Jenner as a kid. And now this is Barney's Kylie. You know, Barney will then go on to say in future interviews that he didn't have any work done. This is how he's looked the entire time. And we will all be gaslit by Barney. And then we'll be like, I think you're a liar, Barney. And then he'll start saying, I love you. You love me. And then we'll be like, oh, there he is. So I'm already predicting predicting a Barney's uh, gaslight song. Uh, I think this is great. And people are pissed off about it. And to them, I say, you know what? Relax. Because every good cartoon has a makeover. The last time you got pissed off about cartoons, we ended up with, uh, what's her name, taking over M&M's, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. It was a nightmare. No, it's, here's, this is, people are just sad because they don't know how marketing and rebranding work. Like... Every cartoon has got a makeover. And I'll start with The Simpsons. When The Simpsons first started in like 89 or 90 or whatever, they looked like noodles. They looked like a like a kid with like a like a like a like like a kid with like two left hands just like scribbled, just chicken scratch. That's what The Simpsons looked like. Then they rebranded them. Now they look like The Simpsons. South Park, the same thing. They looked like like a kid drew them blindfolded. Um, Papa Smurf, Scooby Doo, the Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles, all have gotten redone. Especially like the Chipmunks, like they got redone because they CGI them. So now they look like this. Rice Krispies, I believe, got a makeover. Um. There's also quicker ways to like this. This allows. I think them, strawberry shortcake got lipo. I'm not sure, but, but. it allows them to, to create these things quicker for you people because it, they used to just have an artist getting carpal tunnel drawing, trying to color in the lines, and now it's like we do it on computers. Everybody's healthy. We could get more episodes out so your kids could sit in front of the TV and you don't have to babysit them. Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, let me read some of these. So this is the statement from Mattel. Barney's message of love and kindness has stood the test of time. Okay. The 90s. We will tap into the nostalgia over the generations who grew up with Barney, now parents themselves, and introduce the iconic purple dinosaur to a new generation of kids and families around the world across content, products, and experiences. With our modern take on Barney, we hope to inspire, inspire the next generation to listen, care, and dream big. The vice president and general manager of Mattel said, We think that parents, many of whom will fondly remember the original Barney from their own childhoods, will love the show too. Of course, the new design has the Twitter sphere and a tizzy. The first, <laughs> the first tweet reads, Trash. <laughs> What a downgrade, and that's why the OG will always be the best. <laughs> and then someone else wrote, okay, Barney got the eyebrow lift, dinoplasty, and ozempic prescription. Yep, I told you. Good, good, good. They get it. 
I don't know, man. There's just something not right going on when you look into his eyes. What? <laughs> He's right, though. If you look, if you look into the new Barney's eyes, something is not right. What do you mean? Look at, look at, look at those eyes. That lo- something's going on there. What? Do you- I'm sorry. Look at his old eyes. First of all, this Barney looks cross-eyed, which is fine. Which, it, there's nothing wrong with that. We love like you for who you are. This Barney just looks. <laughs> this Barney just looks. He looks fine. He doesn't look okay. No, I've seen dinosaurs before. They don't look like this. I'm a little concerned about Baby Bop, though. <laughs> Where's Baby Bop? Oh, we're gonna find. Baby is she Bop. like full on Bratz doll whore? Is she just like? Is she just some like like? What is she up to? Does she have a a a? <laughs> A B- Does she have a BBL, a baby bop lift? Oh, boy. <laughs> she has a big ol' ass. <laughs> Is she going to sing WAP to the children? Oh, no. <laughs> Not baby bop. Baby WAP. Oh, no. Baby WAP. I don't even remember what baby bop. Who was the other one? Was there a yellow one you said? BJ. That sounds problematic. I don't think we're going to be seeing a BJ. We won't be seeing BJ on uh, Barney anytime soon. Or maybe we will. I don't know. So, of course, everyone's pissed off. But wait, can we show my favorite version of Barney? Oh, boy. This is my favorite version of Barney. Now, if uh, this one popped up uh, on the Twitter sphere and... um, I mean, to be honest, I think this is the version of Barney we all truly, really want. Because if this picture doesn't say, I love you, you love me, we're a grinder family. I don't know what does. Yeah, so the, for the people listening, it looks like Barney took some steroids in the ass and is jacked the fuck up. You'll have to watch the video version. He's And he's also in a Speedo. <laughs> we, you left that out. He's in a wrestling onesie with his junk really prominent in this photo. Yeah. It's kind of hot, though. Uh, debatable. I mean, I feel like Barney's right up there. That Barney's like right up there with like Tony the Tiger and Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Should there. I go? <laughs> Why am I... You know, like horny, horny, slutty, like cartoon characters. They're out there. And I think that's why people have a problem with him. They're like, that's not my Barney. Oh, I can't wait for that hashtag. Hashtag not my Barney. Yep. Just wait for it. Well, this has been a fun episode. I hope you guys had fun. But I have one more story for you guys before we go this week. For you lovers to go out there and make love with one another. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Um... Which always, that always made me laugh in like shows growing up as a kid when they would like they couldn't say let's go have sex or we had sex last night they'd just say like Reginald last night when we were making love you said things to me things that have never been said to me before they always said they were making love how's making love there's that song feel like making love okay all right so Whitney Houston passed away <laughs> ten years ago uh, on. Or last week, last weekend, actually. And I found this out and I had um, some time to actually Google this story because somebody was on stage for way longer than they should have been. And, you know, we just allow it because 
that's how it is. And if you want to come backstage and yell at us too, that's okay as well. But um, Whitney Houston has a post humus. Is it humus? Posthumous, yeah, posthumous. Posthumous. No, it's not. What is it called? What have you been calling it? Posthumous. Oh no. Is it not posthumous this po- whole time? Posthumous. Posthumous. Posthumous Prime. I thought the exact same thing when I just said it. It's posthumous. What did I say? Posthumous. Yeah. I've been saying posthumous my whole life. Oh no. But I don't really use posthumous. Fuck. Now I got to change it the whole time. Uh, Okay, posthumous album out. It's coming out in March. Now, I didn't know Whitney was like the new Tupac, but apparently she taped a uh, gospel album. And then when she died, like they kind of shelved it. But they're finally releasing it. And guys, just stay with me this is worth it in partnership with the estate of Whitney Houston, Arista legacy recordings and Gaither music group. The DVD and album features Houston singing classic gospel songs, many of which are lifted from the soundtracks of Houston's films, the bodyguard preacher's wife, uh, the 2012 remake of sparkle. Jesus loves me from the bodyguard joy to the world. Hold on. Help is on the way. I go to the rock, blah, 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 blah. The project also features six never-before-seen released songs, Bridge Over Troubled Water, uh, with her with Cece Winans, along with her solo rendition of This Day. Um, I believe, yeah. The DVD documentary features 10 of Houston's live performances of other gospel standards. However, the name of this DVD... An album is called I Go to the Rock, the gospel music of Whitney Houston. I Go to the Rock? That's the best name you could come up with? I Go to the Rock. Isn't that what killed her in the first place? Crack is whack? Crack rock? I Go to the Rock? Too soon. I say no. Well, anyways, I will always love you, Whitney Houston. So I hope you guys had a wonderful time on this week's episode of Just Saying. Make sure to hit subscribe and rate and review. We always love hearing from you guys. Um, let us know in the comments as well what you would like to see. And hit me up on Instagram at Justin Martindale. And I can uh, pick up some stories from you guys to put out next week. So who knows? Next week's guest, we've got very funny Sean Polofsky joining us. And uh, we will see you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Squeeze the ones you love. Kiss those, but make sure there's consent. Uh, And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.